Hey you, I can hear you, bitch. Um. Oh, we're doing it. What up, what up? Welcome to another fabulous episode of Two Happy Hoes. This is Rachel. And Chelsea on the mic. Welcome back, welcome back. Yes, we love to see it. It's out here raining in California, you know. got some inconsistent weather here in North Carolina. Last week it was like in the 40s all week. Today it was like 70. I think it's going to be in the 40s again tomorrow. We love yeah. warming. Yeah, definitely. But <clears throat> oh my gosh. I hope y'all are doing good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm out here drinking some Chardonnay. Uh, it's 2 p.m., you know. But oh, it's 5:27 here, but I'm drinking rose. Uh, thank God, you know. I have um, a request for a two happy hosts holiday gift, whatever holiday you may celebrate during this time, or if you don't celebrate a holiday, give something, and that is a review of our podcast on one of our platforms. Oh, yes. We are in the season of giving, right? So definitely uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we've had like 20 reviews so far, which is nice. But, you know, let's try and make it 30. Love so, to it. Yes, get us to 30 reviews by the end of this dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, we are coming up on a year yeah it reminds me of that fucking well we all okay that okay that's the positive thing we're on a almost to the the birthday of our podcast mm-hmm. the first birthday of our podcast also i saw a meme and it was like march is in three months again i'm still processing last march and i felt <laughs> that to my core no for real though like it was like literally a month ago was march like the beginning of this pandemic it's just <laughs> Like March and then pandemic. <laughs> but I will say, I, I feel like I finally reached, uh, and maybe other people were in this place like forever ago, but I feel like, you know, I went through my like really depressing depression phase, my anxiety, all that stuff. I feel like I'm actually in a pretty good place now where I feel like, okay, being like alone and like, actually find comfort in my own space it only took me like what eight months but like I'm here now so I feel good about it some people have not even gotten there so you're right yeah we can discuss that on our final our wrap (laughs) because I have so many thoughts (laughs) yeah we'll definitely be uh coming at y'all with uh all the thoughts of 2020 um do you remember like back in like April I was like I wonder how many podcasts are we going to record in this pandemic <laughs> and basically almost all of season one and almost and all <laughs> honestly though yes almost like literally what 15 episodes like that was we, like episode like 
six, I think, of season yeah. five when I said that. And so we still had four more episodes, plus we're on like nine episodes now of this season. Yeah, so mm-hmm. 15. Who chill yeah. Cause I think we started in self-care in a time of despair, like uh, shout out to season one, but we were like, Oh, Hey, pandemic vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll, we'll just talk about that on the recap. So let's move on to (laughs) as you can see, we are fucking bitter, right? Oh, yes. I actually have something very bitter uh, to be bitter about today. Speak your Um, peace, Queen. Speak your peace. (laughs) I was debating about talking about this, but I just, you know, I am saying this, yes, kind of as a semi drag, but also hopefully as a learning moment, because I'm sure he's going to listen to this. But um, this this goes out to one of my white exes. Yeah, because I've dated two now but um yes (laughs) (laughs) not not for a while though but um sliding into my messages basically like saying I have a proposal for you or like something that I would find beneficial to you and me I'm like okay cool he's such a Capricorn because I'm like dog this ain't a business deal but slides into my dms and basically talks to me about how he was talking to a man from germany a black man from germany um and how he has just now realized that people of color across seas also suffer from you know racism and oppression and exclusion in some of the same ways that the u.s does and he thinks that it would be very beneficial for us on this show to talk about it from an international perspective, to build our brand, to be international, um, because he has only ever learned about people of color from an invasion standpoint. So I, 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 our podcast right now. <laughs> so, so you know, I. I read that and I I was a little heated. I'm not going to lie because it just, first of all, I'm like, if you're listening to our podcast, we had an entire segment in Wapano, AKA white people are not okay to talk about white people not sliding into black people's messages to talk to them about black things or to correct them about black things or black issues. So that's, that's number one. Number two, um, As my boyfriend mentioned to me when I was talking to him about it, like, of course, you've only learned from an invasion standpoint, your whole ancestors are the invaders. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, but also like we've all learned from an invader, uh, invasion standpoint, because that's how textbooks are written. We're always learning from the conqueror's point of view versus the conquered. Right. So that's another point. But number three, I'm also not going to act like, I am an international person of color. I'm not. All I know is that anti-Blackness is global. So of course your friend who's a Black man in Germany is suffering from probably racism and anti-Blackness because it's a global racial project. So of course, it might not be in the same effects or the same ways as America, but 
I'm not excluded. Like, I feel like people across seas can relate to this show or at least black issues because. And according to the Spotify wrapped, they do. Right. Because that's the other point. We are international, baby. Okay. Eight countries, eight countries. So 96% of our listeners are, yes, U.S. related, but the other 4%, (laughs) they across seas. So I'm just like. (laughs) yeah we do love y'all and it's just one of those things where stay out of my dms about black things black business like business (laughs) and you know keep it keep it to yourself because i i mean it it just reminds me of the time over the summer (laughs) when when he facetimed me to basically uh, when basically all the murders uh, yes when all the murders were happening uh you know by the police and stuff like that to black people um he had facetimed me out of nowhere and basically was like i just want to check in on you you know make sure that you're okay just making my rounds and me i'm like so i'm just a check off of your checklist and also it's like okay and literally I'm like yeah you know I'm doing as best as I can right now and that's the other thing like white people just don't follow up with anything else they're just like yeah just want to make sure you're okay okay bye now won't talk to you again for another like six months the next fucking black person gets killed and it's publicized right and so it's like cool uh you're making your rounds to what the now like four black people that you know and i mean as i said this is this is a semi-drag but it's also like take this as a learning opportunity because it's just for for (laughs) for me it's just (laughs) and the fact that he ended this message that's what that's what really took me down the by the way is what really took me down (laughs) all the way he he and i this is not to say that i i'm a perfect ally in any way either but you literally he sent me this long ass message critiquing the fact that we need to be international and talk about blackness in abcd ways and then added a line oh and i really appreciated your trans ally segment always rooting for you (laughs) like what good day sir And the last point that I will make is that I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to act like I am an international person of color. I don't know the international black experience. I'm not going to act like I speak on behalf of all the colonization uh, and racism that happens across seas, because honestly, I, I don't know all that. Like I'll, all I can talk about is from yes, a Westernized Americanized perspective. And I know there's problems within that. Right. But I'm also, yeah, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert about international colonization and like the the foundations of race in other countries because I'm not. Um, and I, I do think that's a beneficial thing to bring, but that's going to take like <laughs> years of experience and study and all that stuff. And I just don't have that right now. So anyway, that's what I was bitter about. <sighs> Valid. <laughs> Yes, but what are you bitter about, Chelsea? Oh my gosh. So I don't even, I'm not even going to say this is like bitter. This is also kind of like a learning experience. And even though I was going to wait to like talk about this, 
I say publicly, like, but who am I really publicly? <laughs> but like, besides like to my friends, um, but I talked about it on Twitter. So I had made like a tweet um, because I passed my comprehensive exams. We t- I think we already talked about that, but I'm moving on to the next stage. I'm in my doctoral journey, which is writing my dissertation. And I just have like a lot of anxiety and reluctance and fear around that just because it's a very daunting process. I'm assuming I've never done it. This is the first dissertation and hopefully the last dissertation I ever have to write. But I just have like a lot of fear and anxiety around it, which I think is completely normal. So I tweeted like kind of satirically like, oh my gosh, I have to write a a whole dissertation. Like I'm scared. And I got a lot of positive feedback and like words of encouragement and kindness from strangers, my friends, people who I know just like in the academic community but what I never really received and even though I wasn't even like seeking this um from that platform at least not from Twitter like from my inner circle absolutely but from Twitter not necessarily was like validation everyone's like you can do it like it's just a really long paper it's a really long thought (laughs) like you got this you're smart and I'm like thank you for that and also I'm still scared. (laughs) I appreciate those things. Like I said, but I, I know those things. I know like, yes, imposter syndrome creeps in on my head plenty of times, but like, I've never written a dissertation before. Like they don't really teach you how to write a dissertation. They teach you content and elements of like the research process, but no one teaches you how to specifically write a dissertation. So it's like a whole new thing. And I'm a first gen student. I'm the first person in my family to go to grad school. So I don't really have anyone to look to besides like mentors and peers for this. But when I indirectly look to them, they're just like rooting for you. You're smart. And like no one actually validated the like feelings that I had. And it was just kind of frustrating because I appreciate all those things and I'm still scared. And I'm still nervous and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Kind of like I, I know about my shit, but like, you know, but actually today, um, the day that we're recording this podcast, I got a message from my homegirl, one of my doctoral sisters who actually just um, completed their dissertation. Shout out to Dr. Johnson. And she basically like validated like how I was feeling and kind of gave a little bit of her own experience and um I was really appreciative of that because it's just like choose the first person outside of like really you and like my friend Brie who like actually like recognized the like validity around like feeling anxious about the process and neither one of y'all have even written the dissertation but it, it doesn't take like someone to write a dissertation to know that that shit's hard <laughs> if it if it wasn't everybody <laughs> would be writing dissertations and have a fucking phd right <laughs> it just don't work like that so <laughs> yeah like i'm not bitter about it i'm i just like maybe irritated or like annoyed I'm not sure of the feeling that I put on it, but it shout out to my homie, Dr. Johnson. Um, Again, shout out to the people who are encouraging me. I'm grateful for my village. And also this shit is scary. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be not scared until they say you passed <laughs> and they sign the paper and I get my fucking degree. <laughs> right. Which there's no doubt in anyone's mind that that is going to happen. And I also like it is going. So it's not even a question of like if you can do it. It's like the question of like how do you do it and how do you approach this and how do you complete this, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely, I definitely understand. Um, obviously I'm rooting for you. We're like, there's a whole community of people rooting for you. And I wish, I wish that I could help you with the dissertation and I cannot, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like I said, I am so grateful. Like I have like a dope ass village. I have great ass mentors. I have like the best doctoral chair. I have a dope ass committee. I have great friends who've um, done this or are doing this. And also I need more. And I think that's like one of the bigger issues. And that's a whole nother conversation with academia is that it's this very Mm -hmm. like ambiguous space and process. And people only really talk about like the highlight reels and not like what it takes to get to that point which kind of makes me not even want to be in this space but Mm -hmm. like I said that's a conversation for another day that is the whole other topic talk about the toxicity of (laughs) toxicity and trauma of academia am I right but what are what are you happy about Look at us finding joy in all of this. We've <laughs> yes. had happy ho like for the past like what three episodes. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, we really have. We <laughs> love to see it. Black girl joy. Um, so I'm happy about my skin. It's really been flourishing and thriving. It's been clear. It's been moisturized. Pores are shrinking. Hyperpigmentation, like disappearing and shout out to me keeping up my skincare routine I mean what else the Mm -hmm. fuck am I supposed to be doing if I don't know how to fucking write a dissertation I can at least (laughs) take care of my skin so (laughs) also outside barely touches my skin so that's probably another reason that it's thriving Mm -hmm. but my skin has been thriving and like every day when I'm doing my skincare routine I'll be like wow bitch you really did that that." (laughs) so hopefully I keep it up um uh, because you know how we feel about our skin and our skincare mm-hmm. and also my eyebrows are steady growing and I'm appreciative they do they do look fuller mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie it's a little ball headed on the end you see like it's a little thin I mean so am I but like you the, know this part thicky thick mm-hmm. yeah no that they're, they're looking they're looking thick so yeah and I just just shape them up and you know do what I gotta do but a goal yeah I'm debating if I want to do my eyebrows for new years but that's a that's another story do like the whole shebang yeah I mean like actually like shape them and like do you know like get rid of the extra hair and shit Okay. Yeah. Because I I don't want you to touch your eyebrows, but I'm like, I know when we, I don't know. 
whatever you think. No, because uh, I mean, I'm not too concerned if I don't, because honestly, when I've been doing my makeup and doing my brows and stuff, you can't really tell unless you're like up close to my face and you be seeing. But yeah, so I'm not too concerned about that. But I do think because by that time, it will have been a full year since I have touched my eyebrows. And so I feel like at that point, this is this is all I can really expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think if I let it grow out for like two years, like it's going to change much. So now I have an idea of how much my eyebrows could like fill out, but they, <laughs> they're still going to be, I just have fine body hair. So, which I know is like a privilege in some sense. So I shouldn't complain, but here I am. What are you happy about though? I am happy. Um, so the fundraiser that I talked about on the last episode uh, that I was doing for the not Detroit-based nonprofit, the Sasha Center, um, to help support uh, self-identified survivors of sexual assault, um, we raised um, all together, like everyone that was participating over 2K. I did not raise just 2K. But um, thank you for everyone that, uh, donated. Um, I had a couple of friends, uh, do it. I also had like an anonymous person donate. So that was nice. Um, so thank you. Um, yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Shout out to the Sasha center. Um, shout out to you and the other fundraisers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I'm sure even though the fundraiser is not completely active anymore, they're probably willing to take. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and they were super appreciative uh, when I was like publicizing it and stuff like that. Uh, they were like, thank you so much, all this stuff. So I and I'm sure like during this time, especially not to get on a soapbox, but during like quarantine and like being in isolation, like this is actually, you know, um. I mean, this gets more into like domestic violence and stuff like that, but just thinking about violence against women or like uh, non-men specifically, this is probably a heightened time for a lot of people. So just thinking about different organizations or different things that you could do to help is probably uh, a really great thing. So yeah, um, accurately speaking, it is absolutely a heightened time for um, survivors and people currently experiencing DV. Um, sexual assault, anything like that. As you know, my boyfriend is the feds. <laughs> and <laughs> within like the first three months or so of like quarantine, they experienced lots and lots of DV and sexual assault calls um, that he personally even took. So yeah, it's a scary time and just a sad time. Yeah. Um, so we're rooting for you all. Yeah. But not to not to move on into other news, uh, but I mean, uh, it kind of aligns. <laughs> right. So we're moving into you don't need him, sis. Um, and who are we going to be talking about today, Chelsea? Ooh, I would say the worst kind, but I'm sh <laughs> there's there are things far worse than this. But the worst people usually have this characteristic. And today we are talking about the narcissist. Mm -hmm. 
which we both personally have been subjected to. Okay. (laughs) I I can't speak for you, but I've been subjected to it more than once. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I'm Uh, like, girl, why? Why? (laughs) Why do I just keep attracting (laughs) me? Well, not right now. My current partner is not a narcissist, but why did I keep attracting those? Oh yeah. I, I feel you. Uh, I, I don't know either. That's probably something I should talk about in therapy, but uh, my entire ex was the epitome of a narcissist. Um, and then the, some. And then so. So we, we're going to talk a bit about it today. Um, and maybe this will help you um, if you're currently in a relationship or currently talking to someone, whatever your relationship capacity looks like. Um but we we actually got these uh, nine signs and symptoms of narcissism. So <laughs> hopefully this helps you identify, um, you know, who you're talking to. Uh, but one of the signs is, you know, they have a grandiose sense of self-importance and exaggerates achievements and talents. Okay, so when I when I first read this one, I immediately thought of one person who like I was not in a relationship with and mm-hmm. you will know who this person is. Oh, I already know. I already but like <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> but I'm just like, wow. I think back to that time and I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? yeah and I don't and I know you didn't we were you and I were just becoming friends at that time mm -hmm. so it's just like we weren't where we are now where you could be like bitch what the fuck is wrong with you snap the fuck (laughs) out of it (laughs) and that was that was a rough three months of my life it really was (laughs) yeah it absolutely was that like honestly that person is indeed a narcissist Oh yeah. And I mean, this, this number one just reminds me of my ex because he, he is a musician. And so his, I, his, uh, I remember, no, I need to say this because I remember once me and my best friend, Jimmy, we were having a great day. We were watching rhythm and flow right when it came out, we were just binge watching it all day. And we were on my couch and my ex comes up and you know he comes he comes home and he sits down and is like already judging that we're watching rhythm and flow because that's not his jam but then he's like watching them do their stuff and he's like I could do this way better and I was like you don't even rap (laughs) like what sir if you don't play your organ at the church and shut the fuck (laughs) up (laughs) no but I'm sitting there and I'm like uh you can't even rap like that's that's the kind of grandiose sense of self right so another (laughs) another sign is dreams of unlimited power success brilliance beauty or ideal love (laughs) um three lacks empathy for the feelings and needs of others oh this is the one that i've had to experience the most I would say with like past partners or mm-hmm. people I've been involved with um and like outside of narcissists people can have this trait this characteristic but I mean they've had many of these characteristics on this list but yeah like 
and using that to like gaslight me and mm-hmm. to like you know like disem like empower me it triggering oh yeah absolutely and I think the lacks empathy so I do think like men in general suffer from that in general because we we talked about it on our last episode but like um I think particularly in a narcissist sense, it's on top of all of these other things, right? So it's not even just the lax empathy for the feelings and needs of others, but a lot of narcissists tend to think that they, they are the center of the universe. Like their feelings are the only, their truth is it. That's all, that's all that matters. And so like, if you were to come and be like, Hey, you hurt me in ABCD ways, they're like, no, because they already have this idea of themselves in them in their head. Like there's no way that you saying that trying to like kind of disrupt that image that they have in their head could be true. Um, but yeah, number four, four <laughs> <laughs> requires excessive admiration. This show X- <laughs> Oh, this, uh, this really is my ex though, because it's one of those things where like excessive admiration in terms of like just needing constant, not even reassurance, but like words of affirmation being like, oh my God, you're doing great, babe. Oh my God. Thank you. So uh, you're so amazing. All that just gassing them up, but like to, to an excess. And I, that was really hard for me because I'm not a person that compliments often. And it's not out of a, like, I'm a hater. I just, I'm not really great at verbal words of affirmation. Um, And also if I give it, it means like, I really do appreciate it or really like it. And like, I'm probably going to be very specific with it. I'm not going to just be like, oh my God. Yes. So great. Sweetie. Five believes uh, they are special and unique and can be understood only by or should associate only with other special or high status people or institutions. Oh my God. The same person that we were talking about in number one? Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Also, one of my other redactives. Um, Yeah. I. even at a young age, they were like this. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, and I'm, I'm just going to keep going on my uh, redacted ex because literally he's the epitome of all of these, all of these things. And honestly, he, he would take such pride in like knowing people, high people in the orchestra or like uh, take so much pride in like the fact that, so his undergrad was actually at Eastern uh, it's in Michigan if you want to look it up, but he, he would never actually own that for so long. I actually thought that he went to school at Michigan for like his undergrad and his grad school, because he would only claim that he went to Michigan. Like he'll be like, go blue. That's where I got my master's in music, all that stuff. And you would think that this man has only gone to Michigan that he was out here producing with Kanye's church choir. Right. Because he does not, he, he wouldn't even own the fact that he, (laughs) uh, that he went to Eastern, which is it, it's still, you know, it's still school is still a good school in certain senses. Right. But, you know, in terms of public ranked education, like Like Michigan is higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just like, wow, I, 
Oh, but moving on. Number six, unreasonably expect special, (laughs) unreasonably expect special favorable treatment or compliance with his or her wishes. (sighs) My God. Uh, (laughs) I, I could talk about this, but just expecting I think it's also this expectation of like just because I know someone I should like if there's an opportunity I should get that opportunity which I think it's certain senses like you know we we all do that uh because it's like oh I got this friend that has this in like they'll get me in or whatever but like sometimes you're not good for for that or sometimes you fuck up I don't know but Oh, I saw that a lot. But number seven, exploits and takes advantage of others to achieve personal ends. I don't know why, like, (laughs) have you been following the whole, like, London on the track and Summer Walker, baby mama, baby? Oh, absolutely. This, (laughs) this, This immediately came to my head when I read this one, like, this girl been talking about how you won't take care of your kids for the past two years or however long y'all been together. <laughs> and all of a sudden <laughs> you doing whatever you got to do for your family. And I don't know that man. Sorry to that man. I don't know that man. I don't know her. I don't know none of those folks. Okay. I'm just going Ooh. by what business y'all spread out on the streets for me to read and listen to. Um, But yeah, like that, that's just immediately what popped into my head. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, wish we could get into a longer <laughs> summer walker <laughs> conversation, uh, no. but she, she, no, <laughs> they can't. I, I just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I. This makes me think exactly of, um, and this has actually been multiple of my exes, and I think uh, some people can do this in general, right? But particularly, oh particularly the same man, my ex. Uh, I mean, arguably like kind of exploited me for not even kind of exploited me for like a year mm-hmm. uh, to live house housing free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, part of that's my own fault, you know, hindsight's 2020, all this stuff. But when he followed me out here to California, um, <laughs> he because he you know he was expecting to like also what (laughs) I I just this is not about me I just feel like secondary or like empathetic trauma and trigger when you talk about this person like like I still think back to the day at at that when you told me about the airport and how they showed like I just (laughs) right after I have broken up with I had broken up with them and they were begging. They were like, can I just stay with you a couple of weeks when I get out there? I was like, no, because I was like done. I needed to like move on. I was like, you're not going to ruin this experience for me. But he ended up following me out here anyway. uh, And he ended up exploiting another person, um, this black gay man uh, in, in the church. So he ended up getting work and ended up like living with them and like all that stuff, getting connected to their friends, like all this stuff. It was, it was wild to me, the amount of exploitation. And I was like, wow. And you know, when you're on the outside, it's like, you could see it now, but I'm like, damn. Oh, but still live in California. Oh yeah. He's thriving now. I feel like he got a sugar mama. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dude. <laughs> but you know, good for him. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> eight envies others or believes they're envious of him or her. Ooh, the inflated okay. sense of self-ego, self-importance. Uh so it, it's my redacted that we're always dragging on this show. This like although they would never like admit to this, like this is how they were. So last year 2019 is that 2019 when I went to Mm -hmm. Australia and New Zealand and that's when we had first started like talking and gotten together whatever and they were like it's so cool that you travel like this and you do x y and z and this that and the third and I can't wait to travel with you and all that kind of stuff and so then like they were already acting like a brat while I was gone I'm like okay five weeks ago you were so thrilled that I was doing this and now you're like why the fuck did you leave me but right um <laughs> but then I was Cry talking about, about additional travel plans and they were just like why you gotta do that like um, like haven't you done enough and like what about me and I'm just like what about you exactly. how about you get <laughs> how about you get your bread up and come with me I, I don't know what to is, like the money was not even a thing for them. Like they had the money, but it's mm. just like, I should, I ain't had the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Y'all in a dream. Okay. But it's just like, <laughs> the way that they changed their tune so quick. And like, mm-hmm. this person is a Leo and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> nah, I, I feel that sis, because literally, And I think I might have talked about this on the show, maybe in season one. I don't remember. But I just, I will always remember getting into a fight with my ex and him sitting there being like, uh, it was about me singing or whatever. Oh, yes. 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 And he sat there and was like, yeah, look, I know that you just like really respect me and my music and like all this stuff. And we'll like, that. I know we'll that, that. He, he literally was like speaking to me like this and was like, look, I know that you might feel offended because I know that you, you know, respect me as like an artist and a musician. I was like, you can't sing that good, bro. I'm, I'm just like, what? I'm a fucking <laughs> recorder at the, uh, at the, uh, mass and shut the fuck up. <laughs> but the the envy the envy of him i'm like nah bruh I, there's no envy here at all like some you know just because i support you doesn't mean that i gotta be jealous of you that obviously means that's how you view your support of others but that's not me Ugh. but number nine <laughs> so if <laughs> i would say if over half <laughs> if you're uh partner or significant other whoever they are if it's whoever over you got these, fondling on you right uh, whatever entanglements uh if they got over half of these oh you probably dated a narcissist but number nine has an attitude of arrogance or acts that way in that my friends oof. Oof. Narcissist. yes so you know um we thought that it was important to talk about this because obviously we've had multiple experiences of narcissism, but also like 
we want to help you identify if you are also dating one. But we do want to talk about uh, Leo's, <laughs> the fine line between ne- Leo's and narcissism, because I feel like Leo's definitely there is a fine line, like an uninvolved Leo. Specifically those um those July Leos. Oh yeah, that's just toxic. Okay, that's ugh, no, that's my, like a G- my redacted ex was a July Leo. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> but <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I pull up Leo's. Roll out the red carpet. Leo's <laughs> has arrived. If that's not narcissism, what the fuck is? Uh, but I do feel like narcissistic or narcissism Leos can lead to narcissism if they're like unevolved you know what I'm saying like there's like evolved Leos and then there's like the unevolved Leos and they that's the fine line that's the (laughs) the line is thin (laughs) yeah and honestly themselves as a celebrity accurate though they have to be the center of attention all this stuff and honestly I do know there's some good Leos out there but a lot of Leos I have encountered are just like yes very full of themselves in certain aspects and you know but as I said these are unevolved Leos so but ooh, and then I'm still researching it myself but I was like, oh, if these are all the signs of a narcissist, what the fuck is a sociopath? Am I right? <laughs> because it sounds like narcissists and sociopaths both kind of use people for their own gain. Um, I feel like based on my very limited knowledge of the two, like sociopaths are very much detached. Um, yeah. So like that's one of the biggest differences, I believe. Yeah, because I know um, it says it says on psychology today, in contrast, uh, sociopaths try to swindle, steal or exploit others financially, Um, although both characters may be motivated to win at all costs. uh, Narcissists. I don't even know. (laughs) I I (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Oh, it sounds okay. This kind of makes because they call it antisocial personality disorder now, like a sociopath. And I did watch this whole thing on YouTube about sociopaths versus psychopaths. And from what I'm understanding, like narcissists, it sounds like more of a, like, yes, a disorder, or like maybe an ego disorder kind of thing. Uh, but it sounds like a sociopath is more like having instability, like instability, uh, like doesn't sustain consistent work, uh, doesn't conform to social norms, disregards the truth, like repeated lying. This is a sociopath, impulsive or fails to plan ahead, moves without a goal, irritable and aggressive, uh, recklessly disregards the safety of self or others. So So is your ex a narcissist or a sociopath? (laughs) Okay, uh, if, if, uh, if your entanglement, whatever that may look like for you, is uh, exhibiting any of these signs, uh, you don't need him, sis, because he's a narcissist. Keep it moving. 
keep it tracking. And on that heavy, heavy notes, we're going to take a break. What's up, Buttercups? Want to stay connected with Two Happy Hoes even after our episodes air? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Happy Hoes to stay up to date on all our new content and material. The Two Happy Hoes social media is our main space to talk about our new episodes, showcase some of our favorite segments, and give special shout outs to our audience. So follow Two Happy Hoes at the number two, Happy Hoes, H-E-A-U-X-E-S. That's the number two, Happy Hoes, H-E-A-U-X-E-S. We hope that you all give us a follow. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So we're back now um, to talk about how white people are not okay. Um, and shout out to our faithful, faithful listener, Emily, Emily, evil Emily on Twitter. <laughs> no, not M- M-, M underscore Gene five, who <laughs> specifically said that they would wear merch that said Wapano um, because yes, I am not okay. <laughs> the fact that you even recognize that you're not okay shows me that you are kind of okay in but the rest of them no (laughs) oh my god but yes what kind of white people are we talking about today shout out to my baby my boo boo my schmucky yes but aj (laughs) because we were kind of (laughs) struggling figuring out what of the many running list of things that are not okay about white people that we could discuss. Um, so we reached to one of our faithful um, co-producers of the show. And today we're talking about the delusion specifically related to the results of the presidential election. Yes. Like the white people that are still hanging on to the hope that that Cheeto had is still going to be in office like (laughs) the delusion you know i just i'm just oh i just i I just don't understand like the fact that they're going through and i don't because if we we, if we're gonna talk about fucking narcissists trump sociopath bitch yeah, you right, sociopath, narcissist. What sociopathic narcissist? I'm sure there's a bunch of psychology sociopath. papers on this man. Yo, I'm yes. about to look it up after we done recording. Right, but also like the delusion that he has that he is not leaving office and or like trying to manipulate the people, the people to make them think that he's not leaving the, the office. Like he, I need a recount. Like. He didn't really win. I had the most votes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let it and like go. Throwing the tantrums. Like, I just, I mean, we didn't expect anything less. Like, he, he's been causing havoc. Honestly, it's been more calm than I expected. Yeah, I was. But this argument to recount balance, calling for lawsuits, like. <laughs> Yo, Georgia recounted their ballots literally three times and you lost three times. <laughs> This is the first time Georgia's gone blue since fucking Jimmy Carter, bro. And Jimmy Carter is from <laughs> Georgia. 
And this like, this must show like how much America did not want your ass. Like I don't- If Georgia went blue, (laughs) they really did not want your ass. And and the fake tweets he's been tweeting, like, uh, especially right after- uh biden was uh, yeah when he was like i received the most votes and every other uh, credible news headline joe biden received the most votes of any american presidential candidate in history of the united states <laughs> i received the most votes very very big votes <laughs> it's like bitch where like just let it go like you already had your time you already fucked up shit enough like I, I just don't understand this ever. And let's say that he did even win, like, again. Uh, even then, I feel like he would still pull the same shit at the end of eight years. Like, okay. act like he's going to change the entire system and be like, you know what, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna change. I'm going to stay another four. <laughs> yeah, I know that this is like a law or something or like it's in the fucking constitution i mean we know that document is a complete piece of garbage but (laughs) but the fact he would he would be kicking and screaming just to leave at eight years too he'd be like you know what i'm gonna shape a whole new system throw burn the constitution we be about to write our own but yeah I, i so i don't follow many like white people um that's well, I don't think I follow any white people that support Trump. Um, and if I did, they quickly and swiftly got the blizzock. Um, <laughs> but I know I've seen people like retweet and repost things about like some of their followers who are like, I don't care, like Trump won. And like, even today I was driving home from, where was I coming from? Costco. And there was a fucking Trump parade. Like it was a, shit like 20 pickup trucks all flying trump flags and and honking and screaming and i'm like i wanted to take my phone out and record it but i was literally so scared i like floored it to get the fuck fuck on (laughs) because i was like hell no (laughs) i was like driving so like like they were driving too like in the opposite direction of me but i i was like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like just let it go let it go like melania been moved out okay she she the the house wasn't even cold okay and she like Girl, biden wasn't even fully four, four elected PM in on november 3rd she had the penske truck outside honey <laughs> she was like get me out of here this and we cool already spin. know that we already know sis was only coming here to collect like her art pieces because she ain't even <laughs> there in the first place Right. Was she ever there? Like, I just, I, <laughs> Melania was like, let me get out of this bitch. So, um, fun fact, I've never heard her speak. I've never heard her voice. Actually, that's a lie. That speech that she stole from Michelle Obama. I heard that. Mm-hmm. But even then I didn't really like, it's a voice that doesn't ingrain in my head. Like I know that she has an accent. Cause she's like, Eastern European, European, you know, and all I remember, the most recent thing that I saw with her actually speaking was the was the thing talking about Trump and the the gays. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that, but did you see it? It was a video going viral on Twitter and it sounded like she said like uh, Trump 
loves the gays or like supports the gays in a like you gotta I look did. it up girl I'll look it up because because <laughs> we tells me I don't want to look it up no but they were all confused because then there was a bunch of like parody like videos going around of like uh gay people listening to it and they're like oh what and then they're like, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Because she, like, corrected herself. But also, she looked, like, she looked hella, like, serious the entire time. And I'm like, girl, smile. That's just her face. That's just her face. You right. You right. That's just right. Always- okay, if you got that much fucking Botox, would you smile? You. <laughs> it's like that, bro. I was just thinking that, too. So, you know what? And honestly, I'd be so fucking miserable. Oh. I'd be so fucking miserable. But y'all need to let it go. And for those of you who don't even subscribe to this, but your uncle, your daddy, your brother, your cousin, your grandpa, your godfather, your godmother, because we know what 57% of white women voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. Whoever, if they are still holding on to this thought and this dream, tell them to let it go. That's you're not okay. (laughs) And wash your fucking yeah. legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, wait. Didn't you repost something like it was on on our Twitter? It was like if I would have known, I should have left this country when y'all was watching y'all. Legs. Yes, it was like the onset. The okay, onset but the thing the- is, you gotta be selective on where you go because who was? I think Jesus sent me something about uh how like native people and indigenous people like taught white people how to bathe (laughs) because they came here and didn't know how to bathe i mean it makes sense because black people over in europe taught them how to bathe because that's why they were dying from the bubonic plague and shit because (laughs) y'all couldn't even watch their ass they were just throwing up their their feces out the window (laughs) washing their clothes and their feces water like they Mm. look the colonization is strong yeah but okay you're the superior race sure okay anyway (laughs) moving on to our whole tip of this episode yeah i feel extremely Uh, passionate about this yeah what's our whole tip today chelsea Listen up, listen up. Go closer. Push that earbud, that AirPod, a little bit closer to your ear. Turn the volume up, ladies. People who are dating these niggas, whoever. Don't go broke. Don't spend your baby Christmas money. Don't spend your hard-earned tips. Don't spend your hard-earned salary. Going broke, trying to buy Christmas presents, Hanukkah presents, Kwanzaa presents any type of presence for these niggas that you ain't about to be with in the new year (laughs) i'm gonna repeat that don't go broke trying to buy presents for these niggas you ain't gonna be with in the new year i'm talking to you sis who waited in line six hours for the ps5 i'm talking to you who spent your baby's lunch money on the xbox one or whatever that shit was i'm talking to you is trying to get the new Yeezys and you ain't got a pedicure since uh last January stop <laughs> spending your money on these niggas who gonna get you a stuffed bear and some bath and body work spray or just give you their presence 
Okay, their presence <laughs> like, is a present. Dick is not a present. Dick is not. A, that's another whole tip. Whole tip number two. Dick <laughs> is not a present. Pussy is a present. Yeah, absolutely. Pussy is absolutely a present. Dick is not a present. Right, absolutely. But yeah, I, so- like I just know it because like there is some person out there who is using their hard-earned money to buy these niggas some lavish mm-hmm. gift and this man is going to get you the three for three from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> going to get you a discount coupon that to fucking CVS. That same moisture set from Target. <laughs> don't do it, sis. Don't do no, it. but it's so true, though. Just so, especially, I mean, it, you know, deep in your heart of hearts, if you are not about to be with this man for or this person, Honestly, don't buy no presents for nobody that you're just talking to. I don't do that. No, I mean, I'm in a long term committed relationship now, but even even before that, I wasn't talking to niggas. We either single or we in a relationship. It might mm-hmm. be the beginning of the relationship, but I'm not talking to nobody. I have no more. Right. Like you and, could be. And if me and my nigga break up for you, niggas, <laughs> you're listening. I'm not talking to nobody. <laughs> right. And it's also just one of those things where it's like, yeah, definitely. If you're just at the talking stages, whatever the fuck stages you want to an entanglement, whatever you want to call it. But if you are in a committed partnership or like whatever your relationship looks, uh, relationship looks like, but you know it's on the rocks or it's headed south but you're like ps5 ain't gonna save its history right a ps5 if anything you you just you should get out the red makeup now the fucking red wing the is not gonna save it because you're gonna look like a clown okay you're gonna (laughs) bobo boo boo the clown i don't know but (laughs) bobo crusty pennywise look save save that hard-earned cash okay and that's not to say like i mean and maybe even gifts are your love language but girl don't go broke trying to buy these men some gifts especially these niggas who on december 31st are gonna be nowhere to be found right right you you know deep in your hearts of hearts you could get him a gift but get him like get him a gift that's gonna be reciprocated that he's gonna get you Okay, bro. I had a nigga back in the day, back in the foolish days, where I gave the nigga his present and he broke up with me that same night. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the squiggly face emoji right now. Like, damn, way, way back in the day. Like, this was either high school or like early college. Yeah, absolutely not. This nigga broke up with me the same day I gave him the gift. And it was for like Christmas. Yeah. And I be getting nervous about I like my hard-earned babysitting money on that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I I and I feel nervous. This is just a side note, but I feel nervous even making big purchases for myself, let alone like another a, a big purchase for someone else. Right. Like I I literally get nervous about like buying a new laptop, which I uh, which I need, but that's uh, that's or like or like a car, or like even like a four hundred dollar like iPad or like a watch or some shit. Like I'd be sitting <laughs> two there, years to buy myself an iPad. I'd be sitting here like, 
<sighs> like stressed out, like, you know, procrastinating. Cause I'm like, Ooh, do I really want to spend this? And so you think I, I E Y E am going to go out and buy you a $500 council. Why that a bitch you? that you probably won't even let me play. Okay. No, no. Yeah. The, the sad thing is, this is what y'all niggas gonna do. I'm gonna buy you this. Not I. This is a not I. I'm not even getting the nigga that I'm committed to that I live with that I share a bed with a fucking PS5. Okay. Um, but y'all gonna buy these niggas this PS5, and then he gonna set up your Netflix on it and be watching it with another bitch. Ooh. <laughs> so don't do it. Yo, Disney Plus, ESPN, Hulu. He gonna be watching it with another bitch. Don't do it, sis. <laughs> Don't do it, sis. Spend uh, that money on yourself. Spend that money on yourself. Ooh, you right. You right. Also, don't even be seeing these niggas. We in a, a parallelogram. <laughs> we in a panty. Okay. We are in a whole pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> a panoramic. A pancake. <laughs> Leave <the niggas> alone. <laughs> right. Just don't. Just save your money, save your energy, save your time, save your health, sis. Okay. Whew. And we're gonna take a break for y'all to reflect on that. What up, what up? So on this week's episode of Two Happy Hoes, our POC business shout out is going to Nail Mail LLC, owned and operated by Boss Babe Crystal Smith. Crystal is a traveling nail tech in the Michigan area. If you want to find out more about her services, check out her IG at nailmail.llc. We love a snatched set of grabbers. So if you want your nails to be looking fly for the holidays, the new year, and going into 2021, hit up Crystal at nailmail LLC. Now let's finish up the show. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Real Tea segment. We have a very special guest, the Black Globe Trotter, um, Mr. Passport Stamps himself, uh, my homie Daryl. So, Daryl, welcome to the show. Um, we would love to hear an intro of you and a little bit of background about who you are and how you know us. All righty. Cool. So for everyone, my name is Daryl Harris. I am from Nightdale, North Carolina, which is outside of Raleigh. Um, honestly, been globetrotting for the past six years, to be quite honest. And um, what ended up triggering me to start just wanting to travel. And in the beginning, I didn't have the friends that wanted to travel. I was talking about like, hey, we're about to go here, we're about to go here. And we never left. So... When that happened, I just had to, I just had to find a group of uh, people who love to travel, and then rest is history. Like we just stamp passports, have a good time, good vibes, and keep life rolling, man. That's what life is all about. Awesome. Cool, cool. Well, you kind of talked about a little bit already, like what got you interested in travel. Um, yeah. So, talk about like some of your favorite places that you've traveled to. Like I said, the last one was Cabo. That was crazy. You know, like it was a four diamond property down in Cabo. It was freaking ridiculous. I mean, like fine dining and all that stuff. But outside of it, it was just kind of like traveling during COVID is, of course, is like completely different. 
you know, with the hand sanitizer, with the, it literally had like this little, uh, I guess you can call it like somewhere like, like a kiosk type of deal. It's like where it looked like a, like, kind of like I'll say in perspective of like a phone booth, where mm. they shower you like some type of chemical or whatever. Or whatever. Some people felt, you know, like that is, it seemed like a false sense of security. This could be the new normal. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know what we're walking into in this and in the next year, like what's going to be the new norm. But I would definitely say like being there, like, almost had me forget we was in a pandemic because the staff were so hospitable mm-hmm. you know so for them being that hospitable especially like i would say shout out to mexico for keeping americans sane because we're not admitted to go everywhere we can't even go to canada i can't go get no syrup right now if i want to pure maple syrup i can't go you know what I'm saying? So, so it's it's just the fact of like you know it's just it's just good to be able to go. But um, yeah, I would definitely say Cabo was definitely fun, and then I would say um, traveling to London was definitely different. Mm. Because mm. you know it's just it's like meeting some of the you know the Brits out there. I mean, of course, like of course, like you know, like we have a lot of um, similarities, but it's it's also just different you know, just like, you know, socially and things of that nature. But I'll probably say one of my favorite was Dubai. Oh, mm. one of my top. Right. We've, been trying to, we've been trying to go there since what, like 2017? Yes. Imagine the fire pics. Okay. <laughs> like. For real. Yes. Oh my um, God. I'll co-sign on the Mexico thing. Cause I also went to Mexico during this pandemic and I mean, I didn't like forget that we're in a pandemic, but the precautions they were taking compared to the precautions they're taking here in the United States of the ghetto are way different. <laughs> like, um, yes. And shout out to the staff. They were all hospitable. And it was it was strange to travel during the pandemic. But also, like, I know we both went to places that were like high in tourism and like very much um, a contributor to their economy. And so in a way it was like needed, but at the same time, it was still interesting to say the least. Yeah. There's like the health aspect, but then the, you know, financial aspect. Um, I I did want to ask, cause you, uh, you were saying how you weren't hanging out with people that, (laughs) that wanted to travel. And so one day you were like, fuck it. I'm, (laughs) I'm just going to go. I'm going to make new friends. Uh, So, I'm wondering like what what like encouraged you or like motivated you like what was the moment that you're like fuck it I'm gonna go like what was your first place so what ended up happening was like a friend of mine reached out to me and I ended up joining to a travel club that's and that's literally what happened like I seen like you know it was a whole bunch of young black folks and I was like oh and everybody like to travel I'm like oh we in there you know because <laughs> You know, being that, you know, I don't know, I don't mean, I didn't really know too much about traveling in the first place, you know, then of course, like, it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to go, I personally didn't want to go outside the country by myself, like, and not having uh, any type of experience of solo traveling. So I was like, it, like, literally, it just fell into my lap. Like, I, I guess it was like universal alignment at that point, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. So it was just like, from there, it's just like, you know, trip here, trip here, trip here, and then. I just got the courage. It's just like, you know, solo trip. And that's what uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai was. That was, uh, that was my first international tra- solo trip. You know, so it's just being that, you know, like my initial friends, like they were still like, you know, just talking about it and talking about it. You know, I was just I was just fed up because I'm like, I just reached that point where it's like, I know if I don't 
do anything myself or find people who want to travel with me, like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, like some of my friends still have not traveled. So <laughs> you would have been waiting all yeah. a fortnight. <laughs> Right, you know, so it's and it's like you know, I get the you know, I get the messages all the time, like, bro, like, yo, we gotta go somewhere. I'm like, bro, like, name a date, like, let's put a deposit down. You know what I'm saying? Let's not talk like this deposit, and then we and then let like let's go. You know, but that's what like that's what it took for me though. You know, just to get around those like like minds. Because mm-hmm. one thing I will say, like, I met I have met a lot of people to where like they were afraid to go outside of like I guess like their inner social circle of friends. And wanted to make new friends without offending their friends, but I'm like, it's okay, because I mean, it's it's only the interest of travel, mm-hmm. you know. Like some people is like, you know, like some people like talking about business, some people like about talk about fashion, you know, like whatever the subject may be. It's just like those are your friends that that you just travel with, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, if you want to come with us, come, you know, like because sometimes like just step like making that step outside and doing it, it encourages people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we met. <laughs> we were but like I guess geographically we're in the same place and then we both would like probably like a lot of stuff about travel and all that and then we're like wait you like to travel we started talking about travel and then probably what like two three months into our friendship we're like wait you live in Raleigh (laughs) exactly and we're like oh shoot like it was probably like a good two or three months before we realized we lived in the same place um so yeah I feel that that's dope. Yeah. Especially Chelsea. Chelsea, honestly, you sound exactly like her because I specifically remember her sitting there and being like, nah, I'm just going to go to this place on my own because if I sit around waiting for people, I'm I'm never going to be able to go. Um, and I'm like, dang. Yeah. Dang. I don't have that yet. But I'm definitely so if someone like were to drag me along, I would go. But I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the planner, okay? But if someone's like, hey, we're doing this on this day, here's the deposit. Like, I'm like, okay, here we go. Every trip you and I have ever taken. <laughs> I'm like, Rachel, we're going here on this day. This is how much it costs. And you're like, bet. <laughs> Honestly, though, yes. Ooh, love it. But um, that's awesome. So uh, one of our next questions, so obviously like we we talk about travel on here, but also like one of our main focuses is about like blackness and like black people and like all that stuff. Um, and being a black person who is traveling, right? I think there's a lot of different experiences that can come with that. Um, and so I guess we're wondering, like, have you experienced any like anti-blackness or like this like anti-black American like vibe uh, while traveling abroad? And if so, like, do you have advice that you would give for like novice, like black travelers? Mm. I would say like some of the places that I've stayed at, to be quite honest, like it was literally like the only black people were there were the black people that was in our group. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really ne- necessarily like the the locals that were looking at us uh, like a certain type of way. It was more so like the other like the other patrons that were there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like you, you're walking around like you know I said like a nice resort and it was like. Or is this riffraff going here? You know, like, you know, like, to me, I, I just, I just can't, I just don't allow myself to engage in like ignorance. 
mm-hmm. I mean, point blank, period. Like, first off, like, I'm in another country. So, first off, I'm not even going to try to start anything crazy anyway, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be locked up abroad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> exactly. like especially depending on what country you are, like, they will probably try to extort you. That's mm-hmm. like, that, that's definitely uh, first and foremost. But um, honestly, like, I haven't um, come across anything crazy. Um, I've I've heard stories of other people, but it was like in European uh, countries that was like, once like maybe like Russia, Ukraine, like kind of around that like mm-hmm. around that areas, so to speak, where you rarely see black people. So it's like that's the only thing that I've come across, and yeah. But outside of that, I mean, of course, like just getting like you know some looks like oh we never seen black people before, or it's like oh never seen you know like it's, it's it wasn't anything that was like directed towards me. Mm. The only thing I can honestly think of is kind of like going to I want to say like just going to different places, you know, and like you know you have like locals trying to like you know get money from you and stuff like that, but. I would think that's probably like the worst that I've ever experienced. Yeah. I feel that I, now that I think about it, I've probably had experiences like that as well. Um, Like being in a place, especially being like a solo female traveler. Like I've been in experience where I've like solo traveled and I've been in like business class and people are like, what's she doing here? And I look very, very young. Both of y'all know me. So y'all know I look like a toddler, but I've I've definitely had those experiences. I know like I've had some like kind of anti-black experiences, kind of what you're saying, like in Europe. Um, And then traveling in uh, South Africa. um, Oh, also when I was in New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand as well. I experienced some like weird um, anti-blackness because there is not a lot of black people in like New Zealand, Australia, like at all. Um, But when I was in South Africa, I experienced like some, I guess, like anti-black American kind of vibes versus like just anti-blackness as a whole, because it was like, okay, it's known that I'm black in this majority black country, but also like the black American experience in the, the black African experience, like specifically on the continent of Africa is obviously very different in many regards. And so, um, basically I like when I was in South Africa it was like easier to kind of let that guard down because like look I'm not like I'm not here to be doing all that foolishness like I'm here to learn and you know you know um, immerse myself in your culture in a non-intrusive way like as like a guest and so that's some of the advice that I would give um and then like you said I ain't never trying to be locked up abroad but I'm also not trying to be like trafficked because black women are more likely to be trafficked um, in the United States and really any country. Um, so mm-hmm. when non-black people start that anti-blackness stuff, I'm like, skirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pulls out American Express, pulls out Delta Silver Guard. Like, don't play with me. I'm I'm here for a reason. <laughs> right. So Whew. <laughs> hate to see, hate that anti-blackness is global, but that's not about to stop us from stepping these passports. Because I'm definitely about to go to Russia still. So <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned Russia. Rachel has been trying to get me to go to Russia for like four years now. There's there's like, a and I'm like, I'm not going to Russia because they don't fuck with black people over there. There is around seventy-five thousand uh Afro Russians. I looked it up. So black people are there. Afro Russians probably don't fuck with black Americans. Probably not, but <laughs> 
I'm still trying to go. Well, you have fun. That's going to be your solo trip, boo. <laughs> oh. You want me to go to Russia alone? Mm-mm. You want me to go? Yes. <laughs> Aren't you trying to go to every fucking country? Okay. I am, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because you know I'm not going to Israel either. Yeah, no. I boycott. <laughs> Love it. So I guess how so how do you do this traveling? Can you talk about like your experience with travel accessibility, specifically like financial? Because I always hear people talk about traveling's expensive. Rachel, I'm sure you can echo that. Well, actually, we've heard that together when we tell mm-hmm. our friends that we travel, like um, traveling is expensive. So can you talk about like your experience with accessibility to travel, like financially, um, and any other accessible ways that you travel as well? All right, cool. So, um, so I will say that, uh, I would say like number one, someone, they should try to figure out what's their travel style, mm-hmm. you know, cause just like you had said before, like, I, I know we had a conversation, you know, like you stayed in hostels and things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, so you need to figure, people need to figure out like, do you want to stay in hostels? Do you want to do Airbnbs? Do you want to do hotels? Do you want to do resorts? Like, I think that's first and foremost, like, you know, your way of travel first. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, then also it's your, it's your everyday spending, you know, cause it's like, okay, are you eating out every day? You know, like, are you having unnecessary bills? Like, you know, you have like literally like every cable package there is out there and you're only home for like maybe 15% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's like literally just like wasting away money. You know, like those, like those are the corners uh, personally that I that I had cut because it's like I keep my living expenses low. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, that's just what I do. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here like you know like get like keep getting the newest car like keep, that keeps coming out. I'm not gonna keep getting the newest phone. Like I still got the iPhone 10. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm same. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm not. I'm work. not keep yeah. You know. You know. Like I'm not gonna keep doing that. You know. Like even though I can, it's like no because things can go elsewhere you know also um you have group travel you know like there's in various ways of it you have a lot of groups that are on facebook mm-hmm. you have like you know other clubs where you can pay into and get like discounts of things of that nature it's like it, you have to again it's like figure out the way you want to travel mm-hmm. and then it's like make the plan and then and then go from there honestly that's just, and then that's honestly how i've been doing it just figure it out plan done yeah mm-hmm. i fucks with it i fuck i mean similarly i have most of my travel has taken place on an americorps budget or a grad school budget and i've been now to five continents so you if you have the ability um and the means you can potentially fit it into your lifestyle you just got to cut some corners so if that means you got food at the house you got food at the house (laughs) exactly I mean, that's like I said, like, again, that's that's really that's really where it's, it's that's what's real, that's where it's really at. It's in your everyday spending, you know, mm-hmm. like how how often are you shopping? You know, like what is like well, that's like what are you ordering from Amazon every week? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's those. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's really it's really those small purchases that and they just add up so quick that before you know it, you like you're looking at your account like, wait a minute, where all this money? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like you, you then, so then you have no money to save or put aside for travel, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just first find out the way you want to travel, then create a budget. Mm-hmm. And I also appreciate like what you said about like figure out the way you want to travel. Yes. Because travel could be accessible in that regard. So like, say you want to go to Europe, 
and now you might not get to stay at the Four Seasons Paris and, um, you know, ride around in private cars. But if you're okay at staying at a room in an Airbnb or a hostel um, or like not a four-star hotel, then it could potentially be done. You might not be able to fly Delta, but Norwegian Airlines might, you know, get you where you need to go. So there are ways to like fit it in your budget. Yeah, then because you have those flights to where like they have like two or three layovers like they're typically cheaper anyway mm-hmm. you know that's that's another way too you know so it's like don't sometimes don't look for the direct flights look for the ones that have the layovers like you you'll, you'll shave off a few hundred dollars yeah mm-hmm. and I know for me with like depending on where I'm traveling um I'm cool with hostels because if I know I'm not even going to be in the accommodations like that like now if I'm going to like you know, um, Aruba, I'm not going to stay in a hostel because I know I'm probably going to spend most of my time like on the property or the accommodation, but I've, uh, traveled to like LA and, um, Seattle, like places like that, where I literally only slept and changed there. And the rest of the time I'm like, go, go, go. So I wasn't going to use the majority of my budget to, um, on a hotel that I'm not, or Airbnb that I'm not even going to be in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's where the planning comes in right there. Yeah. You're, you're paying for experiences. You got to cut the cost of what you're paying in your, <laughs> your, for things in your personal life and stuff like that. Um, dang. Oh, I was going to ask. So I think this is also, so someone who has not been like abroad, um, I mean, I've been to Canada, but that does not count, especially when you grow up in the Detroit area. That's that's across a bridge anyway. So um, but I will say one of the main things that like I get um, not anxious, but like over overwhelmed about in terms of like planning to travel is like what what are the best ways to like book your flight and like what are some of like really good sites you use or like what are like um you know where do you find hotels like things like that like what what is basically all the planning logistics look like for you or like what are some tips or like resources you would give all right so i would say tip wise definitely with flights um book incognito so the like the private browser Mm -hmm. like uh airlines and like the way the algorithms work like they're able to track your ip address and every time you try to enter another destination or looking up destinations like the price just keeps going up and it it increases it's crazy oh wow yeah like that happens Mm -hmm. but also like but also it's like um honestly like booking directly with the airline like that's really going to be your best bet Cause I mean, even though like some of these, like, you know, you have some of those, like, you know, sky scanner, you know, um, was it cheap flights? Like, you know, like all those various third party mm-hmm. sites, honestly, it's like, I've like, I mean, I've seen personally, like, it, like once they add up all the taxes and fees and stuff, like you end up paying more and they just show that initial fee that's, that's cheap, but on the, but on the uh, back end they get you in the taxes. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's, um, that's just what I've seen. Then with um then with hotels kind of like the um kind of the same route you know mm-hmm. like sometimes like your um your what was it because that is I can't remember I want to say like probably like no oh flying wise definitely um if you leave typically between like 
what Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, or Sunday. Like that's that. Those are typically the days where you get like the lowest fares for the most part. Mm-hmm. But um, hotels like the uh, hotels run the same way too because like their rates uh, fluctuate as well. Like of course, of course, like you know, closer to the departure date or the, the uh, lodge date, the more money it is. So it's like as soon as you know where you want to go, it's like go ahead and just book it. As far as um, as far as like you know, same thing. You know, like different engines and all. It's just you like you like you have those third party sites again to where you can like you know look up some of the prices, mm-hmm. you know, Travelocity, you know all these other ones. And then like I said, like then you have clubs to where like they have access to like the exact same thing at cheaper prices. So like again, it really just boils down to that budget and what you want to pay for it. Because some people who are like you know members of like you know like the was it like Marriott Group. Um, mm-hmm. And like all those, like all those other, um, like club-based um, companies, like they they get like a lower rate because like they're a member, you know. So mm-hmm. that's like that's another route if, if somebody want, wants to go that um, go that route. Like I would say, like find one that would suit your budget, of course, because some comes with a, come, some come with a lot of amenities, some um, some don't. It just like I said, it, it really depends on what you want to do. But if it's just like an everyday person, like just look up like you know the hot wires the expedient everything and, and really go from there but airline wise like unless you work for the airline they're, they're like there there are no discounts like everything else <laughs> like, oh, say, oh, say that again say that again there are no discounts thank you <laughs> unless, unless, unless you work like, you know what I'm saying like for the airline that's where discount come in or like you know like like for Delta, like the like the sky like, what's that thing like sky, sky miles and points like yeah print, you know like like, like points yeah, like, with that yeah that helps, you know, but mm-hmm. far as like, oh yeah, like my flight is 160 and this person helped me bring it down to 140. Nah, bro, they, they, they gamed you, dog. Like I said, I could be wrong, but like I said, like from my experience, it's just literally been like, just go directly with the flights. Cause again, it's well, go directly with the airline. Cause again, it's like third party sites. Sometimes, you know, like, like you'll, you'll get the run around, Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, you book third party, so you can't do this, 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 and this. Yeah. This is like, you know, with last minute changes and things. So hotel-wise, uh, I can deal with it. But flight-wise, like, look, that's my way of getting back home. So mm-hmm. I'd just rather deal directly with the airlines. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the one place I never really cut corners is my flight, um, especially if it's a long flight, because I'm not about to be cramped up for 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> knees to your chin for 10 hours no thanks no. <laughs> so love it um awesome so you already talked about your experiences um or some of your experience solo traveling so what advice would you give to solo black travelers or people who are interested in getting into solo travel um i would say just look up the country and where you want to visit and just like i'll say just like just yeah, like just like just get some information on it. Honestly, like know like know the laws, like know where you want to go. I mean, because when it comes to a lot of solo travelers, like you would literally like find other solo travelers that you can just link up with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know I mean, it's, it's it's hella dope. Like I, I when I went to Abu Dhabi, like ended up meeting somebody else from South Africa, and we we, we hit one of the clubs out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it was hella fun. You know, so it can like. It can, I mean, it, it can be terrifying at times because, of course, like, you know, when they see you, like, you know, traveling by yourself, like, people want to, like, you know, take advantage. But I would say, like, the more that you have, like, an itinerary or a plan, like, the better. 
especially mm-hmm. like some of the, especially mm-hmm. like when I flew into Abu Dhabi, like the first thing when it comes to a taxi was, yeah, like when I when I got the taxi, like they were like taxi, oh you need one, and like they try to ch- they try to charge me like um what, what was equivalent to like was sixty no eighty dollars US mm-hmm. just to go into Abu Dhabi, which was only about forty five minutes away, mm-hmm. you know so. Like I said, so it's so it's things like that that you have to that you have to watch out for, you know. So if you so if you're if you're a solo traveler, then you're um if you already have like you know your your transfers or like you know mm-hmm. your um you know like the transportation already um booked ahead of time, you don't have to worry about like you know people trying to uh, price gouge you and everything because you already have everything set up. So I would say like that's definitely my first and foremost is your uh, mode of transportation getting from the airport to your uh to your destination mm. because depending on where you go at. They will hassle the hell out of your ass. <laughs> Facts. Also, have you seen Taken? Okay, if you don't have that <laughs> that airport transfer ready, <laughs> you already know everybody don't got. <laughs> what, what's his name? Neil Nelson? Yeah, something like that. Oh my God. Liam Neeson. Everybody yes. will call Liam Neeson to come save their ass. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, like I mean, but that's that's what's why I feel though. It's just like the, the more you plan, the better, and then just just you know, like just definitely just do the research on the area that you're gonna that you're gonna go into. And honestly, like, you know, if you go out, like, you know, just operate the same way you operate in the States mm-hmm. and you will be okay. Like, don't be one of the individuals that's like, oh, I'm a, like, I'm overseas. Like, I'm an American. It doesn't matter. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, you, like, you, you'll see that, like, you won't have no immunity. Like, you're not a diplomat. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a politician. So don't go out there acting great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, with that, depending on where you travel solo, know where the embassy is. I think it's important. Mm. Yes. Yes. It, I mean, it's important to know regardless of where you go, but in some places where solo travelers may be more vulnerable, um, know where the embassy is. Um, okay, some shit pop off. And I think, I think that's a main thing too, because I think that's been a common thing that I've heard from people around like certain countries. Like they'll be like, ooh, I'm not going to travel there because it's like racist or I'm not going to travel there because there's a lot of crime or I'm not going to travel there because da da da. And I'm like, so America, like, I just, I, you know what I said? Like, and so if you're really like, just, if you're racist, just say that. I don't, you know, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you're xenophobic, just say that, but it, it is kind of, I, and that's not to dismiss like different, like things that are happening in other countries. Right. But like, when that's a main concern about like why people won't travel to certain places I think it's also like I I don't know like I I wouldn't go somewhere else and like start acting a fool or be like I'm an American so no one could touch me like that's just weird maybe you shouldn't be traveling in the first place (laughs) I mean also we're black Americans so we don't even have that luxury in this this country in itself to act a fool because Mm -hmm. we can lose our life in our own fucking country right so yeah yeah Ooh, chile <laughs> if you see the well, focus, just say that <laughs> Fact, <though. laughs> i did uh i did want to ask a question uh maybe you do so not like acting acting a fool or whatever but like what what would you say is like your most wild travel story like <laughs> we gotta know uh spill the tea 
Um, I wouldn't necessarily say wild, but it was kind of like, whoa, because okay. um, when I was, well, it happened twice, you know, so when I was in the uh, Dominican Republic, um, I took a friend of mine, like he's from Baltimore, first time out the country, you know, mm-hmm. man had a ball, you know, so um, a guy that I, um, that I follow on Instagram, he was like, hey, go to this bar. It goes down. It's pretty go. It's pretty dope. Getting there for 1130 because that's when they turn up. I'm like, I right, bet. So we, so we go out there having a good time. One, um, as, as we're getting drinks and stuff, we notice a couple that's looking at us. We're like, okay. And then <laughs> the wife starts flirting and the husband starts watching. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Mm-mm. I, 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 already, I already know where, where, where that's going. So I would say like more so like kind of like the, the between the couples that would want to hook up between the, I would say the, let's see. Sugar mamas? The, you know, I would say the entrepreneurs <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that are also out there okay. that, that, that like to have a fun time with um, guys or whoever, you know. Mm. They were they were also out there too, you know, wanting to pull around. Oh, you're leaving? Yes, I don't know you. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's like like I would say like I've come across um, that uh, quite a few times. Um, to whoever want to do what, I mean, that's that's their business. I, I I don't care. But you know, I would say like those situations were kind of like you know just weird to me. But it's normal. It's normal to other people. But I would just say like far as just like. Like alcohol and all, it was just like just straight turn up was definitely the uh, last trip in Cabo. Like it was just lit. It was just mm-hmm. it was drunk, having the ball. It was fun, you know. Like I don't, I have I have fun. Like you know, uh, I would say uh, controlled chaos. You know, like we we, mm-hmm. we have some crazy fun, but it's but it's safe fun. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's definitely not going to be to that point to where it's like you know. We're getting looked at crazy by other people, and we are. It's just, it's just a pure uh, fact of judgment versus um, actual danger. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will definitely say like Cabo was definitely like the spot. Like it was, it was lit. Love to see it. Hey. I was trying to throw that international pussy at you, Daryl. <laughs> so we have one last question for you. Um, we have to know your top three travel must-haves. So if you were uh, going someplace and you could only bring three things, what what would you bring? Okay, now we're going to have fun with this. All right, cool. So I said phone, of course, headphones, and condoms. Boom. Because you don't know oh. who go with. Oh. Things to go down. I'm just saying, you might find love of your life, and then hey, things pop off. Thanks. Just saying, and then you might have a baby overseas you don't even know about. And before you know, it, somebody's pop- popping up in your. In oh your my god! Your baby, you yeah. like, and then boom, she she don't found you. So. Uh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, so phone. So wait, phone, headphones, condom. Boom, and we good. Bet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love to see it. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hopefully, um, we will be able to start globe trotting again, catching flights, not feelings again. Um, as soon as Miss Rona scoots on out the way. Yes, I am determined to take my first international trip 
whenever we are vaccinated and this shit is done because i must go now i gotta get my baby out this country (laughs) so all right well daryl where can the people find you on the interwebs okay um i predominantly on instagram with uh take off with daryl uh spelled d-a-r-y-l not two r's not two l's (laughs) d-a-r-y-l And we will have it in the primarily now. at like I have like a lot of my travel stories, life in general, like pretty much everything is there. So it's like if people love to laugh or want to grow personally or just want to see the travels, definitely a good place to uh, follow. Love yeah. to see it, and he comes with the motivational heat almost daily. <laughs> <laughs> like a, yeah, a motivational word almost daily on there. Look, I'm just saying, man, this is like, you got plenty of negative-ass people in this world, man. Like, we, we need the opposite. We got, it's like, why we got to look for the positive where we can find easily find the negative stuff, you know? So it's like, I just want to provide that balance. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Um, and that wraps up another episode, our second to last episode of season two of two happy hoes keep it classy and sometimes trashy hoes bye